Good morning, everybody. It's Trent from LMB Counseling. Uh, welcome back to the uh, the fifth Behind the Door series. Just clicking on my uh, question box here. So if anybody's got any questions, feel free to to answer. I uh, appreciate everybody that's been watching and, and watching our, our clips. We're trying to keep them short. So, um, so people just have time to view them, consume them. We know everyone's busy with their lives. Uh, it's made me happy to hear some of my friends say they've watched and used some of the techniques and that they've been effective. We really believe in our process and what we do and our techniques. Um, remember last week we did the stay in your lane technique. Um, the reason for this behind the door series is one, just so you get to know us a little bit better, but two, get to see, hopefully, uh, break the stigma of counseling, which is kind of our brand here at LMB Counseling. Um, and, and just see what we do on a daily basis when you come behind the door or if your caregiver and your child goes behind the door or if we go outside. Um, so we, we feel really good about our, our techniques. Um, today is not so much about a technique as uh, just information. Um, it's one of the first things we ask when we do an assessment is uh, we're going to talk about sleep. Uh, the information that I sent out, if you're on the email list, um, you got the handout. It's two pages. If not, you can go to the website, lmbcounseling.net, and it's under the tools section. Um, and then also, I'll send it out again after the, after the video today or after the live feed today. Um, and it comes from a couple different sources, uh, a couple different books, trainings. Um, it's just a conglomeration, excuse me, of a lot of different information. Um, we try to just kind of break it down into two pages, feel that like that's easier to read. Um, and that way, what you hear, you can see and uh, hopefully incorporate it that way into your daily lives. It's uh, probably the, the most important thing that you can do for yourself or for your, uh, your loved one is sleep. Um, it is the basis and the foundation that we feel for anything that you're going to do. You know, we talk a lot about sleep, uh, eating. Uh, eating right, being healthy, uh, exercising, and drinking plenty of water. But the 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 first foundation on that is is sleep. Um, so if you don't have the handout, uh, like I said, feel free to go to our website. Um, if you're not on our subscription list, there's a place there that you can click and just get added. So you can get that information, uh, you can get this information, and all the other stuff that we're doing here at the practice on on a daily or weekly basis. Um, but I'm going to jump into it, um, and hopefully you do have the sheet. Uh, the, the first part of the sheet just talks about uh, maybe what is normal. And when you think of uh, the general population, you think of uh, two tails, and then it comes up and meets in the middle. And the majority of the population, let's say 80 to 90 percent, fits in that middle somewhere. So on the one end, there's people that can get by on five to six hours, and on the other end of the tail, there's the people that need anywhere from, from 10 to 12. Um, but for these numbers that I've got on the sheet here, it's just basically the median of the population. The, and the population's all, all over the world. It's not just Americans. Um, but it just gives you a rundown. That way, if you want to get into debate with you know, your child, um, you have the raw numbers there that say, well, you know, maybe we need to take a look at this because maybe, maybe your idea of what is normal is off or what your friend is doing is, is off. Um, so just to just to run down very quickly for those of you who don't have the sheet, um, you, school age kids, so ages you know six to 13, six to 12, because um, once they get in that tween, you know sometimes they mature a little earlier. But on average, they need nine to 11 hours of sleep. 
are teenagers, so so 14 to 17, 18, uh, they need eight to 10 hours uh, a night. Our younger adults, so think 18 to 25, college age, seven to nine, adults, uh, anywhere from uh, 26 to 64, need seven to nine. Um, and I did that up to 64, because that's the usually the general age of, of the population we work with. Um, when you think of sleep, uh, I want you to think of it as in terms of, of a week. Um, and we talk about that a lot about this in, in our practice, which is I want you to think of three buckets. Uh, each bucket has 56 hours in it. And uh, the three buckets combined uh, add up to the number of hours there are in a week. And one bucket, the 56, is sleep. Another one is school or work. And then the other one is free time. And we can talk more about those other two buckets uh, on a different uh, live feed. But for today, just think of 56. So you want to do a cumulative for the total for the week. So if you got six hours last night, because um, your kiddo got up and was sick, um, you want to add up the total number of hours of sleep you had in a week. Um, and you want that to be 56. Because if it's lower, that means you're pulling from that bucket and putting it in either the school or the work or in the free time bucket. And it's not the right bucket to pull from. If you're going to steal hours from somewhere, you definitely don't want to steal from the sleep. So two things to consider is the number of hours you got in that week. You want to keep track of that. And then also, if you had a bad night of sleep uh, the night before, um, so if you're off, let's say you're a teenager and you needed eight to 10 and you only got six or seven, um, it only takes about 26 minutes of the sleep that you were supposed to get to start experiencing cognitive and emotional decline. Um, and one night of sleep, depending on how bad it was, sometimes can take up to four nights to recover from that one bad night of sleep. We'll talk about it in a second here about why that is. Um, so just bear all that on mind. You know, you want to have 56 hours in that sleep bucket over a week. And if you had one bad night of sleep, it doesn't mean you can't recover. It just means for the next day, you're probably going to be a little less uh, acute, or excuse me, a little bit more less focused. And you may be more irritable or emotional. Um, and sometimes the last night's sleep is a good predictor for the next night of sleep. So towards the end of the presentation here, there'll be some things that we cover to kind of help you reset. Um, because it doesn't have to be something that continues as far as a pattern goes. So the, the next part is the sleep cycle. Um, if you scan down, it's, uh, I'm going to scan down on my sheet here. Um, it just kind of goes through the, the typical, if you think of cycle one, two, three, and four, and five. So it, whatever age you're dealing with, you just want to think of that as the time frame. So if it's a teenager, you know, you're thinking eight to 10 hours from the start of the cycle to the end. If you're a younger kid, you know, it's seven to nine. Um, so, or excuse me, an adult, young adult, it's seven to nine. So whatever age you are or age that you're dealing with, that's how you want to measure those sleep cycles. Um, and it just shows you how things go up and down and up and down. You need to hit stage three and four. That's where your body goes into repair mode. That's where your memories that were uh, created that day get stored. So if you're not hitting those, and the, typically deep sleep is three to four hours uh, combined. If you're not hitting those, then, then the things that you did the day before, they're having a harder time getting queued up the next day. Um, and so um, when you're looking at that sleep cycle, you know, if someone woke up, 
uh, middle of the night and they were up for a couple minutes or an hour, it just means that you're missing a gap. It's normal to, it's normal to wake up when you're sleeping um, and just kind of come in and out of consciousness. As you can see, that top line where that wake phase is, you come really close to it. So it's normal if you wake up, as long as you fall back asleep. Um, if you're having trouble falling back asleep, we'll talk a little bit more about that in a second, um, what to do. But just realize that if you woke up, it's okay, and you'll fall back asleep. And don't make a big deal out of it. Um, so if you scan down a little bit farther, uh, sleep types, this comes out of the book uh, WHEN, W-H-E-N. Um, it's a great book, talks about the science of timing. Um, I, I would recommend everyone to, to read it, and it's down there in the, uh, in the slide. Um, it just talks about the different types of sleep people. So you've got larks who are early risers, you've got owls who are late night, um, and then you have what's called third birds. So that's just people in between. And I'm sorry, my light just went out, so it's going to be a little darker in here. Um, and it just breaks down uh, how larks are, what they do. Uh, typically, the early risers, they're more analytical in the morning. Uh, and then we all have a little swoon sometime in the afternoon. And sometimes they tend to be more uh, creative in the afternoon. And then the owls are kind of opposite in their approach. They, they wake up a little bit later. Um, they sometimes are a little bit more uh, creative when they wake up and then a little bit more analytical in the evening. Um, a lot of teenagers or owls, just because of their body clock, they tend to want to stay up later and wake up later, uh, which a lot of times is in uh, conflict with normal high school. Um, but it just breaks down kind of where you fit, um, and, and not that you necessarily fit into one category, but it helps you understand the rise and fall and why sometimes you will feel that, that afternoon slump. Um, and it's not just because you ate lunch and the calories. Um, there's some other just cycles that are going on, your sleep cycle um, that your body is adjusting to. And um, in the book, it, it's great about uh, coming up with some suggestions on what to do during these different times, how to maximize your, your brain efforts, what to do in the morning, what to do in the evening, um, when is the best time to work, when is the best time to problem solve, when is the best time to, to be creative, maybe brainstorm because um, we all fit into different categories uh, if you follow the book and it's very scientifically uh, based um, so I certainly recommend you reading it um, and we use it as part of our practice uh, so if you if you go down a little further it talks about the larks the third birds and the owls when it's best to do these things um, and the the slide below or not the slide the information below it um, is not necessarily connected to, to the book. Um, it's more talking about the impact of if you don't get good sleep. Um, for those of you who know what lymph nodes are, we, you basically don't have any below, um, above your neck, excuse me. Lymph nodes are the body's way of filtering trash, um, is what I, how I relate it to clients. Um, and, and so the brain has to sleep to filter trash. So if you've got the slide and you, and you look at the, the, the differences between the awake brain and the sleep brain, the red indicates the trash being filtered and allowing it um, to be sent out through uh, the, the different mechanisms um, to, to be sent out through the trash. So what happens is if you don't get enough sleep, 
then your brain doesn't have enough time to get all the trash out. So if you got seven hours and you needed eight, well, now you've got, in a sense, an hour's worth of trash stored over from the day before, and it won't be filtered till you go to bed the next night. That's what causes some of that brain drain, that irritability, that cognitive decline, is you've just got too much of the brain waste still stored up that you're dealing with. Now, short term, it's not a huge deal because you can, you can make that up, um, especially if you keep up with that 56 hours and a week of sleep. But if you continue to have poor sleep over you know, your lifetime, it's been connected to dementia and to Alzheimer's because it's plaque that gets stored up. And that plaque is what I guess the trash turns into is plaque. And so it, it latches on to these different uh, receptors. And that's what causes those brain lapses. And eventually, if you have Alzheimer's, the brain just to stop sending signals that it needs to do the things that are essential, like breathing. Um, so that's why it, it's very important, obviously, um, on, on a long-term basis and a short-term basis to, to um, get that trash out. So the, the part that you can use, especially for our parents, that of, of why it matters um, for yourself and for your kids is, and, and this is all proven stuff, um, really good research in this stuff, is uh, kids in college have a lower GPA uh, that have poor sleep. Um, you have increase of, in hyperactivity. You have lower antibodies, which means you have uh, a less of a chance to fight off infection, colds, things like that. Uh, increases in your chances of obesity because on average you consume about 10 to 15 percent more calories per day um, if you don't get the right amount of sleep. You have an increase in your sympathetic activation, which is what we talked about in the uh, first Behind the Door series. It's just an increase in your cortisol, so you're more reactive like we were talking about before, that irritation, you get more stressed quicker um, and it lasts longer. You decrease your killer cell activity, so your, your brain's way of uh, clipping out the bad cells. Um, when you don't get enough sleep, that is diminished and minimized. Um, you, have, uh, you have a higher increase in anxiety and depression and you have lower empathy. Um, so all things that we need, all things that keep us healthy, all things that help us be good humans, um, when you don't get enough sleep, then um, it causes problems. So just some kind of general things there at the, the second page, end of the second page, is what to know. Um, so over a four-year period, there's a 100% chance that we all are going to experience some sort of uh, sleep, acute sleep problems uh, or insomnia, where we didn't get enough sleep uh, one day, two days. Um, so it's not a big deal. Um, and you don't need to make it a big deal. We don't need to get anxious about it or see it as a worry, as we talked about before, differentiating those two, um, because it's normal. It happens. It's natural. Um, sometimes there's just a, there's a storm in the night. There's a kid up. There's a dog barking, uh, in the case of my house, um, that you just don't get the sleep that you're supposed to get. It should take anywhere from 10 to 20 minutes to drift off. Um, sometimes they say if you drift off right away, it means that maybe you're really tired and should go to bed sooner. Um, so it's normal just to kind of be there for 10 to 20 minutes. Um, if, if it's past 20 minutes, you may want to get up and restart your routine. Um, but don't think of it as a big deal if you haven't fallen asleep right away. Um, it's very important to have no light, uh, to make your room as dark as possible. 
Um, that's because when there's any light, especially blue light from your phone, like we've talked about, um, any light that gets emitted, it gets through your eyelids and it takes you out of that state that you're in, especially if it's uh, deep sleep and, and makes you more aware, even if you don't wake up. So it's throwing out off your sleep cycle, um, which we obviously want to avoid. Um, and then uh, most importantly, like I said before, if you had a bad night, you can reset the clock. Um, it's important to have good sleep hygiene, which means uh, doing things in a routine and an order and a rhythm. When you do that and you continue to do that over the course of several weeks, you, your melatonin starts getting secreted because your brain starts getting into a rhythm and it knows what to expect. That's why schedule is really important when it comes to sleep. So over time, you'll get more and more melatonin. The melatonin helps you fall asleep and stay asleep and then come out of sleep when you're supposed to. It's like a faucet and we want to turn it on so the melatonin can get in there. Um, that's why we don't want to get into deep conversations. You don't want to exercise before bed. You don't want to get into stressful uh, events. You certainly don't want to be on your phone or computer or anything that's emitting blue light at least 30 minutes prior to bed because um, that will help with the melatonin getting secreted and staying on board as much as you need. You want to have a great sleep environment. That means you want to have a very comfortable mattress, a very comfortable pillow, um, a dark room like I said, and it, it's important that the temperature is cool. Um, I know sometimes I get made fun of at our house uh, for the temperature in our in our house, but we turn the temperature down to 67 um, during the summer, and during the winter we turn the heat down to 63. Um, so we make it really cold. Um, that allows for the best sleep. Um, I think the number is right around 66, 67 for optimal sleep temperature. Um, it just allows your body to cool and get into a better state. Um, it's important that you go to bed at the same time. goes back to that melatonin. When your body knows what to expect, then it knows how to respond from a biochemical level. And so it helps you get into that good uh, sleep rhythm because the melatonin is on board. Um, it's important that you, in the morning particularly, that you go outside for at least 10 minutes. Um, it helps reset your circadian rhythms, which is your body's natural rhythm clock. So that way, when the sun starts going down, the melatonin starts getting secreted, and you just repeat the schedule every day, and you get into that routine, and your body just knows what to do naturally. Um, you want to uh, not have, I said before, you want to, if, if you can help it, I know this is a habit for a lot of us, but not have your phone by the bed uh, as much as possible. If you have to have it by the bed, I know a lot of people use it for their alarm, you want to have all notifications uh, turned off. You want to have it upside down, um, other than maybe your weather alert, or if there's uh, someone in your family that is, is maybe you're waiting on a call or emergency, that kind of situation, obviously let that through. But you want everything else turned off and no chance of that light getting through. Like I said before, it just allows that, that blue light to come in, which allows your, your brain to come to more of a wake state than it was in already. Um, and also, I know with a lot of our teenagers, they like to take naps, um, especially when they're in school, because uh, they start so early. Um, it's very important that you don't take a nap um, after 3 o'clock, um, because if you do that, and it's very important that you don't take a nap longer than 25 minutes, 
once you take it over 25 minutes, it gets into what's called sleep inertia, which is kind of resetting your clock, which is going to set the stage for you to have a really bad night of sleep um, that night. So nothing after three um, and nothing longer than 25 minutes. So if you're going to take a nap, make sure you set an alarm so you'll wake up in time. Um, and they go into the science of that in the book uh, when as well. But um, those things, you add all those things up, it allows you to have the best opportunity to get good sleep. And as we said before, having, having good sleep allows you just to be a better human. It allows you to have, uh, to be able to, to talk to one another, to hear one another, uh, decrease the irritability, um, and not be as emotional. Gives you a chance to be healthier, gives you a chance to, be, um, to, to not eat as much. Um, so it's just paramount that you get good sleep. And it's, it's something that we stress all the time. It's something that we uh, attack as much as we can. I've had many clients who just had bad sleep. And once we got their sleep under control, all the other stuff just kind of dissipated. And it wasn't an issue. And uh, it, was a, it was a pretty quick fix. Um, let me know if you have any questions. Um, otherwise, I'm going to wrap up. Um, and then we'll post this again so you can consume it at your own time. Um, but I, like I said, I do appreciate y'all being here. We're going to do this every week behind the door series. Next week, we're going to talk about the habit loop and how that gets established and what we can do to have better habits. Um, and we'll send a slide out for that as well uh, through our mailing list. So if you're not on that, just go to the website, lndcounseling.net, and you can hit subscribe. And uh, that way you'll get all our information. I don't see any questions. Um, so thank you for being here. I hope everyone has a, a nice day um, and enjoy yourself. Stay healthy, um, stay safe. Thanks.